Hello and welcome to the Business Standard Morning Show. I'm Swapnil Joglika. It's the 26th of January 2024 and here are the questions we'll be answering today. Has Z run out of options after merger collapse? Are Indian businesses ready for a cookie-less market? What do retail investors want from interim budget? And what is stress testing in finance? Till a few days ago, they were busy in hectic parlays to form a formidable $10 billion media empire in India. And now, broadcasters Z and Sony are fighting a pitched battle in courts. While the court proceedings will follow its own course, how will the collapse of this proposed merger affect Z, whose revenue and profit growth have been muted over the past two years? Has Z run out of options? Abhijit Kumar has the answer. The stock of Z Entertainment Enterprises is currently in a free fall. Since the announcement of the termination of the $10 billion merger with Sony, the company's fortunes have plummeted. Z has reported flat performance in the past four years as revenue growth has converged flat in FY20-23 and EBITDA margin dipped to 10.7% in FY24. Reason for the tapered revenue growth has been attributed to losses in the OTT and TV businesses. And now, the country's leading media conglomerate is caught at a crossroad of financial challenges and collapse of a mega-merger plan. The Z-Sony merger negotiations collapsed because the two entities could not agree on who would lead the new company. And at the centre of it all was Z's MD and CEO, Puneet Goenka. In June 2023, market regulator SEBI barred Z Group patriarch Subhash Chandra and Puneet Goenka from holding any key positions in any listed company amid fund diversion allegations. Later, they got a relief from the Securities Appellate Tribunal. The ban was overturned and Goenka was allowed to retain directorships in Z Group. Grappling with financial challenges, Z hoped that the merger would strengthen its market position. Meanwhile, Sony aimed to expand its presence in the Indian media landscape. So, can Z survive this mounting crisis? I think they can surely survive uh, in the M&E industry. There is no doubt about it. But uh, two things is that, you know, from a growth standpoint, uh, from a market share gain standpoint, uh, there are going to be challenges because uh, what this deal of Z Sony would have bought on the table is, you know, multiple synergies. Uh, between both these entities, uh, a lot of technological uh, advantage because of Sony being an MNC company, and they could have you know scaled up uh, the market and you know probably grown faster than the market and gain market share as well. So I think that uh, seems to be an uphill task now because uh, the even the external dynamics are changing. Complement density has to probably will go up because of RIR Disney you know being in talks. Uh, so growth uh, uh, you know is going to be quite subdued and a challenge, but yeah, survival is definitely there is something. Uh, which I don't see an issue with. Uh, secondly, even the valuations uh, somewhere, uh, uh, you know, will remain subdued because uh, whatever valuation uptake that the stock had seen was primarily, you know, because of the merger and uh, primarily because of, you know, Sony coming in and the business synergies and the potential market share gain that would have happened. So I think even the valuations uh, will see a sharp de-rating and uh, we've already seen the stock is down more than 25%. Uh, and I think there's no trigger or respite for valuations also to move up. So there's a concern on internals in terms of business and valuations for C. 
Among leading media firms by revenue, Google India and Meta took the top spots in FY23. Z was placed fourth and Sony at sixth. Analysts believe if Sony, Z, Disney or any other media conglomerate has to take on the tech giants that dominate the Indian media sector, scale is critical. Following the Z-Sony deal failure, the upcoming Reliance-Disney merger is seen as a potential winner, despite taking a valuation hit. The Reliance-Disney alliance stands to gain significant ground in the Indian TV industry with unmatched resources and rich content offerings. With nearly 32% of TV viewership, the Reliance-Disney merger is slated to monopolize the Indian media industry. Hopes were pinned on the Sony-Z merger to keep the landscape duopolistic. But the failure has now positioned Reliance Disney as a dominant force in the Indian media scene. So how will Z fare against a merged RIL Disney media behemoth? So with the merger between uh, Z and Sony off, I think it's uh, advantage RIL. Um, in any case, RIL has the uh, you know has the IPL rights, uh, and and that's a big big advantage because the online streaming game is basically uh, about two things. One is about live. Um, and live sports in particular because then a large number of people congregate together to watch something and that's advertising driven. Uh, and the other is the catalog game where the uh, the volume of content that you have available caters to a wide variety of users uh, because what the internet has done is it's unbundled uh, content. So therefore, it's extremely difficult uh, for someone um, you know that has been used to playing a linear TV game to adapt to online because it's all about piecemeal content, about binge watching. Um, and that's where Z's also struggled, uh, to be honest. Um, so I, I think Z is going to be, uh, is going to struggle to compete with the likes of uh, RIL and Disney if they do merge, or even if they don't merge. Um, and Sony has been struggling as well. So while this merger would have made sense from a linear TV perspective, I don't think it really works, even from an online perspective, because they don't have that much catalog content. While both have robust film divisions and OTT platforms, Z has a better position in broadcast business and Sony excels in the digital space. At 12 million paid subscribers, Sony Live is the fourth largest paying streaming service after Hotstar, GeoCinema and Amazon Prime. After the failed merger, Z and Sony will now struggle to get firm hold in their respective weaker segments. So can Z find other partners to stage a revival? Of course, it can find other partners, but uh, you know it would have made more sense uh, if, it, if it had a partner, you know, from the MNE ecosystem. Because currently, as we speak, uh, there are very few uh, players in the MNE ecosystem on the who would actually have a very big interest in the linear TV side. And uh, Disney already in talks with RIL and uh, you know Sony out of the question. We don't feel that you know there are any kind of takers for Z as such, uh, and we don't even foresee any kind of other global giants coming in. So they could have probably, you know, some financial or strategic partner who could come in, but uh, that financial or strategic partner wouldn't get the business synergies what a Sony would get. So from valuation standpoint, even if there is somebody, uh, you know, valuations will not, uh, you know, go back to where they were uh, because of the Z-Sony merger getting called off. The collapse of the Z-Sony merger marks a pivotal moment for the Indian media and entertainment sector. As Z looks for alternative strategies and Sony reassesses its India-focused plans, the stage is set for further transformations within the industry.
Reliance Disney merger, on the other hand, is on track. Both the companies have recently appointed law firms and started antitrust due diligence of their planned merger. Moving on, the world's most popular browser, Google Chrome, will soon be phasing out a very essential tool that brands swear by for tracking users. We're talking about third-party cookies. Now, while this is good news for user privacy, businesses may not be equally happy. They are apprehensive. So are businesses in India prepared for a cookie-less market? Kasturiakhil finds out. Google Chrome users will no longer have to deal with accepting third-party cookies before accessing any website. Google is set to scrap third-party cookies from the popular browser, much to the advertiser's disappointment. Cookies are special files that allow websites and advertisers to identify individual web surfers and track their browsing habits. However, this will not happen overnight. Google will be phasing out the cookies through the course of 2024. Third-party cookies will be turned off for 1% of Chrome users or reportedly some 30 million people in the first quarter of 2024. And gradually, Google will ramp up restrictions to 100% of users by the third quarter. This follows several delays, mainly because Google sought to provide marketers with additional time to adapt their advertising strategies and explore new, less intrusive technologies for targeted advertising. The move will not just affect digital marketing and advertising, online businesses will change too. Vinay Tamboli of LS Digital told Business Standard earlier that businesses that heavily rely on targeted advertising, especially those using programmatic advertising and retargeting strategies, may face challenges. But what will be the ramifications? Nikhil Pawa of Media Nama elaborates. In a sense, because the Indian market is driven uh, significantly by, uh, 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 by you know, performance advertising, by delivering results, actually leading to either clicks or sales, um, I think all of this is going to eventually get impacted. And the other impact on, on agencies and platforms is going to be, how do you attribute uh, you know, a sale? So sometimes what happens is in performance advertising that a user's tracked for a period of time and let's say they may visit a product now, but because they've been seeing that ad over three or four or 10, 15 times, uh, they might close that sale three days later. And so the, the platform still that where those ads have appeared, uh, they also get paid for that ad in a sense or for that closure of sale. Um, and some of this measurement is going to become very difficult because you won't be able to track people over the period of time. India's digital ad spends, according to a report by IPG Media Brands, accounted for 46% of the entire ad market share in 2023. As per the report's projections, India's ad revenue in the digital format stood at 49,833 crore rupees and is projected to rise nearly 14% to reach 56,900 crore rupees this year. With no access to precise details about the who, what and whereabouts of the consumers, industry observers believe maintaining return on investments on digital ad spends would be substantially impacted. Indian startups that rely on targeted advertising may face challenges in adapting to a new advertising landscape while grappling for additional marketing funds. 
However, Siddharth Devnani of Sochiers, a digital ad agency, believes the impact on startups may be limited. When it comes to the question of, you know, D2C brands or startups, uh, most of them are not relying too much on this today already. Not, not to say that they're not investing in these kind of advertisements. Uh, I'm, I'm not expecting a lot of them to be heavily dependent on their day-to-day -day revenues from these sources. Uh, Right, because if you could, you know, look at any any D2C startup which you are buying stuff from, uh, is very, very likely you discovered it either through social media or discovered it through an influencer or discovered through maybe a Google search ad. And none of these are likely to have any impact uh, because of this, right? What's going to be impacted is display advertising, which forms a smaller part of uh, revenues and impact of it for, uh, you know, the D2C brands and the startups. Marketers will have to collect first-party and second-party data, which marketing experts argue requires a lot of investment and upgradation of technology. First-party cookies are directly stored by the website one visits and the website owner can choose to share the cookie data with a trusted partner, classifying it as second-party cookies. Google has said it will ensure that advertisers, marketers and businesses are not left in the lurch. It has created a privacy sandbox, which is a collection of technologies that aims to create web standards in advertising without compromising user privacy. As told to Business Standard by LS Digital's Vinet Amboli, AI-powered algorithms will also help in understanding consumer behavior patterns and preferences without breaching user privacy. Experts believe that Indian businesses are now better placed when it comes to coping with new advertisement strategies. Moreover, with Google adopting a gradual approach towards phasing out third-party cookies, the advertising and marketing industry have sufficient time to equip themselves with appropriate tools and technology to adapt, thereby minimizing the impact on the ecosystem. But for now, businesses are more keen on seeing what is in the store for them in the upcoming interim budget. It will be tabled on February 1st. The current budgeting exercise is confronted by economic headwinds such as the deceleration in the global economy and strains on the rural economy. Against this backdrop, Nikita Vashish brings us a report on what markets are expecting from this interim budget. Union Finance Minister Nirmala Sitaraman will table interim budget on 1st February, but a full-fledged annual budget for fiscal year 2024-25 will be presented in July once a new government is formed post-general elections. Investors, therefore, expect the Finance Minister to use a vote of account on 1st February as an opportunity to underscore its economic accomplishments in the lead-up to the elections. The budget in July, they believe, may offer a roadmap of fiscal policy in the post-election period. The government's focus would be, priority would be fiscal consolidation to reach a 4.5% fiscal deficit target by financial year 26. That is the fiscal glide path. And that also is desirable from investors' perspective because um, Fiscal consolidation is good for uh, the macroeconomy as well as the stock market. 
However, any fiscal consolidation at the cost of capex may not be liked by the markets, cautioned analysts at Jefferies. That apart, changes in tax policies would also be tracked by investors. There is a double taxation of uh, corporate uh, profits. There is corporate tax on corporate profits. And when uh, part of the corporate profits are distributed as a dividend, this dividend uh, becomes taxable in the hands of the uh, taxpayer, the dividend receiver. That said, uh, we don't expect uh, uh, this abolition of uh, double taxation in this year's budget, interim budget. Removal of securities transaction tax, reform in long-term capital gains tax, reform in tax treatment between equity mutual funds and unit-linked insurance plan, and a comprehensive policy on cryptocurrency regulation will also be on investors' radar. As regards bond markets, Pankaj Pathak of Quantum AMC said, Investors are eyeing borrowing numbers for FY25, where gross borrowings are pegged at Rs 14.8 trillion and net borrowings at Rs 11.2 trillion. Overall, market expectations remain subdued from the interim budget as investors expect focus on the upliftment of the bottom of the pyramid. Populist measures, therefore, cannot be ruled out. Equity markets are shut today on account of Republic Day. He's making plans for an early retirement. Business Standard Markets regulator SEBI, meanwhile, is busy strengthening guardrails. It is planning to comprehensively stress test equity mutual fund schemes and come out with measures to handle potentially dangerous situations. But what is stress testing? Ayush Mishra explains. Markets are overvalued and investors are putting a significant amount of money in riskier equities. This has the Securities and Exchange Board of India worried. As such, the market regulator is considering a comprehensive stress test for equity mutual fund schemes. The exercise aims to evaluate the impact of plausible adverse scenarios on the resilience of mutual funds in India. In the calendar year 2023, 40% of the total net inflows into active equity schemes were directed towards small-cap and mid-cap funds, receiving 64,000 crore rupees out of the total inflow of 1.6 trillion rupees. In the near term, investment in small and mid-cap funds may result in short-term losses as they are extremely sensitive to market sentiments. Since mutual funds have to pay back investors within a couple of days of redemption notice, Risks on the liquidity side can become a challenge, especially during periods of distress. With stress tests, mutual funds can evaluate if they'll be able to meet large redemption pressures. Financial institutions like banks and insurance companies employ stress tests as a part of their risk management strategy for assessing the resilience of investment portfolios or specific financial instruments. The goal is to analyze how well a financial entity or product can withstand economic downturns or other unfavorable scenarios. The tests simulate extra events that may be unlikely but could have severe consequences if they were to occur. 
These scenarios could include market crashes, economic recessions, interest rate spikes, currency fluctuations, or other financial shocks. Such stress scenarios allow analysts and risk managers to assess the vulnerabilities in the system and develop strategies to mitigate potential losses. Stress testing is a crucial component of the broader risk management framework in the financial industry. As a part of the risk management framework, SEBI mandates all asset management companies to conduct stress tests on all liquid funds and money market mutual fund schemes. In the event of a stress test revealing any vulnerability or early warning signal, AMCs are required to bring it to the notice of the trustees and take corrective action as deemed necessary. Several asset management companies have also taken steps to safeguard against any eventuality. For example, they are not taking lump sum investments in small cap and mid cap funds. Well, that's all for today. For more news, views, and insights, please log into business-standard.com. Thank you for watching. For more news, views, and updates, subscribe to Business Standard on Google Podcast, Apple Podcast, and Spotify. Also, follow us on YouTube, Vimeo, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and LinkedIn.